Big Ten Backers Podcast. This is your podcast for Big Ten football or anything college football related. From Jim Harbaugh's shirtless escapades to Brett Billima's hog-sized waistline with Ryan Day's beard dye and anything else in between. Big Ten Backers has the headlines from around the college football landscape. Oh, hey there, Big Ten Backers. This is your host, AJ, with Buckeye Steve. We just call him Top Beef. Grab a beer. We'll put college football in your ear. Beef. It's week seven. We got a good show coming. Let's bring out those big ass yum yum. Get you some dump trucks. We got the backers big one. One of the biggest games this season. Number five, Oregon at number eight, Washington. 3.30 on ABC. These teams are separated by 285 miles via Interstate 5. This game has been played regularly since 1900. Washington holds the all-time series lead, 61-48. to Throw in five ties on there like it's Father's Day. These two future Big Ten teams battle it out for its last Pac-12 title. Oregon appears to be the more well-rounded team offensively and defensively. Which team helps keep their wet dreams alive? Is Oregon hung like a duck or a horse? We won't know until this one's over, Beef. Oregon hasn't faced an opponent like these Huskies. Are these Huskies dogs or just little bitches? Only time will tell. We have the number one offense in Washington versus the number two offense in Oregon. There is going to be bombs over Seattle on Saturday. But does this number six defense of the Ducks put up that Iron Dome air defense system? Phoenix versus Knicks is going to be a great battle, Beef. One for the Pac-12 championship, two for the Heisman, and three for the playoffs. I thought you were going to say three for the show. It's time to get going. All right, man. This is going to be an epic matchup for the Big Ten. I mean, the Pac-12. I mean, the Pac-Done. Man, I could jerk off just thinking about this game. But a little known fact, UW's coach, Kellen DeBoer, was the offensive coordinator at Indiana during Phoenix's tenure with their high-flying offense, which at that time was third in the Big Ten back in 2019. Now he's leading the team with the most offensive yards in the nation at 569.4. Just right behind them is Oregon, 557.4. Man, we're going to have to watch this on the car on the way to Notre Dame because that's where we'll be heading this weekend during this game. This is can't miss football, dude. Can't miss. UW has 446.4 passing yards per game coming in at number one in the nation. While Oregon, 330.6, good for number 10 in the nation. But man, Oregon has a run game too. Eighth in the nation for rushing at 227.2 yards versus Washington coming at 100th in the country. 100, that's triple digits, averaging 123 yards per game. Oregon is also sixth in points per game given up allowing only 11.8 versus UW at 18.3. Man, this is tough. UW at home, this game is going to be fire. Everyone's going to be watching. It's going to be the mecca of college football for the weekend. What do you got for this prediction, buddy? Beef. Man, I'm going to take the Huskies. 38, 35, they deliver at home. 
and put the W in dogs. Okay, last week I made a new rule, and that rule was the home team wins every major Pac-12 game. But before I finalize that, hit me with that Dan Lanning pregame speech from the Colorado game just one more time so I know for sure. It's time to wire it up and get fired up. All right, now that I made that rule, fuck it, I'm breaking the rule. 35-24 Oregon. They're too much of a stack team. They got offense, they got defense, they got a running game, they got a passing game. They upset the Phoenix in his home turf. You wrong, Beeb, you wrong. This Phoenix will not be denied. But you know what? We got another future Big Ten team to talk about. We got number 10 Southern Cal at number 21 Notre Dame. This is a 7.30 p.m. game on NBC. The Trojans travel to the land of the leprechauns under the lights of 10th Man Stadium. You saying they're going to do that again? Get 10 men on the field? I don't care if they do it again. That's always going to be 10th (laughs) Man Stadium to me. I hope they don't. Oh, that'd be a bad look. These Irish, though, playing their fourth consecutive night game against a ranked opponent. The luck have seemed to run out for the Irish, losing two of the last three. USC, though, have been flirting with disaster. And that disaster is that dumpster fire defense of Alex Grinch giving 421 yards up per game. Ooh, that's bad. But USC brings in the fourth best offense and the Heisman himself, Kayla Williams. Turnovers and not enough players on the field have been a nightmare for the Irish. Beef. This is strength on strength, weakness on weakness. Notre Dame's offense against that USC defense and the USC offense versus that Notre Dame defense. What you got, Beef? Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that statement, that strength on strength, weakness on weakness. I mean, SC's O is excellent. The defense, questionable at best. But Notre Dame is averaging 34.1 points per game, good for 35th in the nation, and the D is 15th, allowing 15.9 points per game. SC is scoring 51.8 points per game. That's top in the nation, but they're allowing 27 points per game. That's 78th in the nation. Let's get a little deeper in this one. You ain't got a spoon that big. You can't dig that deep. SC has put up these numbers against exactly zero rated teams. Meanwhile, Notre Dame has played three consecutive top 25 teams and like you said all of them at night this is going to be the fourth rated team in as many weeks can we say that about anyone else in the country anyone we got to give credit where credit is due to notre dame i mean they're i'll play anyone anywhere anytime type of mentality has given them two losses but it also has provided some great matchups that we don't get anywhere else what do you got for a prediction man tell me what you got man i am taking the trojans they're going to bust one on these leprechauns. They take it 34-28. They ain't even going to clean it up, huh? Just going to sit there and let play in it. I got the same score, but a different result. Notre Dame is battle-tested and wins this one 34-28. Ooh, this will be interesting to figure out who's right and who's wrong. Yes, sir. Let's get on to that next game, this next one. Number 24, Miami. At number nine, North Carolina, another 7.30 p.m. game, but this time on ABC. Does Mac Brown choke a bitch or does Mario choke himself like he did last week? No one needs to see that one again. Mario gets a chance to win 
his team back if he can pull off this win, and he needs it bad, son. The Tar Heels are averaging 36.6 points per game and 9 yards per pass. Canes have put in the groundwork at 5.7 per carry and their air rate of 9.8 per pass. Stats-wise, Miami is a better team. Beef, Drake May, has had to carry these Tar Heels. Can he keep his footing in a hurricane? Well, there's a major stat that we might have missed. The Canes allow only 58.2 rushing yards per Per game and 268.4 total yards per game. But along with that, the difference in this game will be turnovers. And the Canes had a fluke week last week with five giveaways, two fumbles, and three interceptions. And they still should have won that damn game. I'm pissed for them. And I hate the fucking Canes. I have no reason to like them. I do know that I have no confidence that if this is a close game, the Canes find a way to manage even basic elementary clock management football. If it's a close game, UNC gets the win. What's your prediction? Mario redeems himself, dumb and dumber style, and win 30-24. to 24. What you got, B? Oh, you having him pull a stunt like that and totally redeem himself? I got Miami, 42-30. to 30. But you know what time it is, Beef? It's time to bring out the big on big action. Let's get into this Big Ten, baby. Let me see it. Show me what you're working with. Big Ten Roundup, week seven. We have our Midwest Corn Fest game of the week. Iowa at number 22, Wisconsin. 4 p.m. game on Fox. Boy, it doesn't get much more Midwest than this. The battle for the Heartland Trophy has arrived. One of the newest trophies in college football starting in 2004. But these two schools first met in 1894. Wisconsin has the right to this rivalry owning the series. 49-55 to 55 with two ties. No surprise here, Badgers bring in a stout, old-fashioned, bloody running game. Beeb, did I get enough alcohol references in there for you for this whiskey team? And you know Wisconsin people love to drink. But this running game averaging 5.2 yards per carry. Iowa and poor Brian have been punching bags, only averaging 21.8 points per game. Just fire this guy already. At least the Hawkeyes have a D to talk about, ranked 17th in the nation, only giving up 16.3 points per game on that side of the ball. Fickle, one of the Big Ten's newest coaches, against the old hat himself, Kirk. Will the new bull or the old bull take home the brass bowl, Beav? Man. This is a Big Ten game I'd really love to be at. But you know what? I'd probably just be there yelling at Brian from the stands. Dude, figure out a way to score some points. Get off the fucking field. Get out of your father's basement. You know, I'd be getting drunk saying some stupid shit, especially in Wisconsin. I'd have one too many of those stout, old fashions or bloody something. Fuck, I don't know. But looking at this game, looking at the statistics... McNamara, I know he's out now, but he literally has half the passing yards as Mordecai. This offense is putrid. There's nothing good about it. They do have their running back back at Johnson, which is helpful for Iowa, but half the yards as the Badger signal caller, that's pretty bad, man. Wisconsin is averaging 31.4 points per game, but against Iowa, you probably have to shave seven to 10 points at that. So that puts them around 21, 24 points per game. 
And then the Badgers are at home, get back another three. So maybe 24 points a game. What's your prediction? Whiskey wins in Madison. Gets drunk and dunks on the brainless, I mean, Brianless offense of the Hawkeyes, 17 to 10. I, I said that 24. I'm going to stick with it. Wisconsin, 24. Iowa, 21. Man, this is a big game. But let's get some of those other big on big action. We got Indiana at number two, Michigan. It's a 12 p.m. game on Fox. Tom Allen and the Hoosiers travel to the big house to get shit on. Must be a Tom Allen fetish because this shit's been happening way too much. Jim Hardball has the Wolverines looking good, and they hung 52 on Minnesota last week. The Wolverines bring in the nation's top defense against a struggling offense. This shit about to get ugly. Ugly as sloth from the Goonies. Who happens to look a lot like Tom Howland. <laughs> Must be his cousin. Beef, how bad does this one get in Ann Arbor? Yeah, Michigan will keep Indiana from scoring. Well, hell, Indiana will keep Indiana from scoring, I think. They are about one extra point away from being Iowa. Only Iowa can actually win a game. Indiana has a win over Michigan in one area, though. They played three quality opponents compared to zero for Michigan. This is pretty much a cupcake game, but hey, we'll be there to celebrate. What's your thoughts? What's your prediction? Who are you taking? Michigan. 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 Huge. 41-6. to six. Michigan flexes on the Hoosiers. And they finally find out who their daddy is in the Big Ten East. Man, you're taking Michigan. You've been taking Michigan all year, dude. All year. Well, things are about to change. Nah, I'm taking Michigan too. 33-3. You know, if they ever play somebody, maybe we would not take Michigan. But we're not going to do that until sometime towards the end of November. But anyways, number three, Ohio State at Purdue. 12 p.m. on the cock. Nobody likes the cock. Somebody kill the cock. Please get rid of the cock. But if you're a Buckeye fan... This one should make you nervous. This has been a Buckeye death trap in some years. Spoiler makers has put a shocker on for every coach since John Cooper. Urban in 2018, Fickle in 2011, Trestle in 2009, Cooper in year 2000. Will this be the day Ryan gets got? Or will Marvin Harrison and the nation's number three defense halt the efforts of the spoiler makers? Beef, are you worried about your Buckeyes traveling to the spooky West Lafayette. Dude, I'm just worried about not fucking seeing this game because it's on the cock. And the only time I ever watch anything on the cock is in a porn. Fuck you, Big Ten. I'm going to die on this hill because all my crazy fellow Buckeye followers have probably already subscribed to the cock. And they're using this cock and screwing me with it. Tangent over, man. Buckeyes D will be too much as it has been all season, and they will likely start off slow, trying to run the ball just as much as they pass the ball because they're trying to be balanced. Then, coming out the second half, probably end of the third quarter, pass to Marvin Harrison Jr. over and over again until they win the game big. Maybe they'll give the ball to Mayan Williams. I don't know. They should because he averaged seven yards a carry last year, and they just decided that he's nothing this year. I don't know what it is. For some reason, he was injured or just getting out of the doghouse, which we've heard rumors of. I'm not sure. But Ohio State's going to play the same way they have all season. Nothing's going to change. Offensive line's still going to be questionable. What's your prediction? 38-17, Ohio State. No spoiler maker this time. 
Yeah, speaking of spoiler makers, Purdue has played the spoiler maker 18 times as an unranked team going against a top five team. That's more than any other team in history. But not today, man. 44 to 14. Buckeyes. Illinois travels to Maryland. 3.30 p.m. NBC. Maryland got the clap. They've been posting up in Vegas too, huh? They got the clap for the first time this season. They didn't catch it in Vegas. They caught it in Columbus. Who knew a turtle could get an STD? Now you do. I guess with a nickname like Terp, you're bound to get the herp in Columbus. Well, Burt and his bellies are yet to win a Big Ten game. They sit 2-3 and three overall. Meanwhile, Maryland is looking like the fourth best team in the big. Burt having a crisis. He hasn't seen his D all season. You could not hand a compliment to his offense either. Even if you tried. Beef, do the Terrapins bounce back after a terrible fourth quarter in Columbus? Yeah, um, this is a battle of the waistlines. Who eats more, Billima or Loxley? Billima obviously does not lose many eating contests, but Loxley's offense is averaging 35 points per game, and they top that as well, as the Illini are 88th in the nation, giving up 28.8 points per game, just 10 points down from your boys USC out there in LA. Maryland and Tulia Tungavailoa rack up the points again against this struggling Illinois. Illinois. As they give up over 220 yards per game through the air and 400 yards total per game. I got Illinois. I'll give you the score right after you give me yours. Maryland Crab Cakes, Illinois, 38 to 13. I got them. 45-17. Maryland, Maryland, Maryland. Give me the Terps. We got Michigan State at Rutgers, 12 p.m. game on BTN. There has been no Sparty Party since week two. They've dumped their last three games badly. A 34-point loss to Washington, a 22-point loss to those Terps we just talked about, and a 10-point loss to Iowa. And that's Iowa, so that's like 100 points. Spartan versus the Knights. Sounds like some stupid-ass Dungeons & Dragons nerd fest, but it's probably going to actually be more boring to watch this football game than that. Thanks to the utter incompetence that's going on in Sparty Town. At least Rutgers is trending up. Michigan State probably trending towards another scandal, if I had to guess. B, who do you got in this Big Ten bum fest? We talking Rutgers? Rutgers? Rutgers. Rutgers in Michigan State. That's who Fuck. we're talking about. Is this a Burns when you pee game? That would be the only way I would care about calling this game. But it's Big Ten, so I got to go with Rutgers. And really, because this is their second to last week, they have to win a game. They got this week, then next week against Indiana. And to end the season, they got Ohio State, Iowa, Penn State, and Maryland. That's a tough end to the schedule, buddy. They might be able to pull it off against Iowa, but the rest of those are three for sure losses. Michigan State right now is on a two-game heater, man, with wins against Richmond and Central Michigan. The Chippewas. All right, it's not really a heater when you're winning against those teams. But at least they won a couple games. What's your prediction for this one? 21-17, Ruckus. Shiano gets the Knights back into the light. I'm with you. I just got like scoring a few more points, 30-17. to 17. But anyways, it's time for Brett Billima's 
cupcakes. And once again, this fucking fat ass only left us one cupcake. <laughs> He's eating them all, man. That's good. That's what He's we gaining hear. weight. Shit, does he ever stop gaining weight? Not lately. Ah, hell no. He ain't never going to lose no weight. But anyways, cupcake of the week, UMass at Penn State. A 3.30 game. In case you're bored, it's on BTN. And for all you fans wanting us to cover your team, but we didn't talk about them, that's because Nebraska, Northwestern, and Minnesota are off this week. They're on their bye. Right on, right on, right on. Beef, you hear that? You know what time it is? Just mm-hmm. take a listen. What you got? Oh, again? Boy, I got to keep regular. I got to trim this thing every couple of days. Boy, this ginger bush can get out of hand if I don't. But we know what time it is. It's time to trim the landscape. Let's get to it. Number 17, UCLA at number 14, Oregon State. Another great night game, 7 p.m. on Fox. Bruins, the Beavers, and a battle of survival, both with one loss. With the power of the Pac-12 still in front of them, they need this win. The road team in the Pac-12 has not done well on that road. Will this trend continue for the Bruins in this one? In case y'all didn't know, Chip has got a D. Nobody knew Chip had a D, but he got a D. This team plays with a good D. Will this D travel well against those savvy Beavers? Will the 5.6 per carry for the Beavers run through that solid D of the Bruins? And can the UCLA Bruins, the chances of the Beavers winning the Pac-12? Oh, man. Lose this and they're out, right? So eight in the nation in points per game allowed. This Bruins defense, 12.2 is the amount of points that they're allowing. And this defense is stout, man. They're giving up only 252.2 yards per game. And that's fifth in the country. And only 64.6 of those are rushing. Oregon State's game is on the ground, averaging 205.5 rushing yards per game. Man, I think we're going to have to go with the rule we got here. The home team wins it in the Pac-12, man. What do you got? I'm taking Beavers. Take it to this Grizzly dick. Winning 27-20. to 20. I like Beavers, too. I like the Beavs. I'm sticking with the Pac-12 rule. Home team wins it. 21-14. Next game, Texas A&M at number 16, Tennessee, a 3:30 CBS game. If you're going to watch this game, turn off the audio. The CBS announcers are fucking trash. Is Jumbo Shrimp fighting for his job? Does he become food for the third-ranked team on his schedule? Can Tennessee recover from the trip to the swamp and grab their cousins? I mean, wait a second. Wait a second. Isn't that where most of your family's from? Tennessee country? Hey, let's not talk about that beef. (laughs) As big as Milton's arm is, it's only reaching out to 7.1 yards per pass. That ain't great, beef. That ain't great. Beef, this top 10 in yards per game D will cause problems for the volunteer. But will this D be good enough to win on the road? Yeah, man, what they have in Milton is a big arm, and you're right. They need to be taking those shots downfield. I think we've talked about this before earlier in the season. When he just lets it loose and throws it up there, lets his playmakers go get it, they got a chance to spread out that defense and get them some more rushing yards as well. This is an interesting matchup, and for the sake of the SEC East and Georgia having another quality game, I hope the Vols take this. Tennessee has played no one and has about an even number offensively as AM. 
they have the difference in the D. A&M defense leads the nation with 26 sacks. And with that five-star defensive line they got, they better be getting those sacks. They're 35th in the nation, allowing 19.8 points per game. Interestingly enough, Tennessee allows only 17.8, coming in at just behind them at 22 in the nation. So what do you got? Does that sway your prediction anyway? No, I'm hard set. Volunteers, Rocky Top all over the Aggies, winning by three, 27 to 24. Yeah, I got the home game winning it, 24-17. A turnover at the end makes a difference in the game. Vols win. We got Syracuse at number four, Florida State. Early game, 12 p.m. ABC, the Seminoles playing at home in Doak Walker with its sixth ranked offense against the struggling orange who took back-to-back poundings they might be working for Pornhub taking poundings like that this looks to be another orange blossom pound town Q's does Tallahassee on the plus side for Syracuse is they are averaging 4.5 yards per carry and 8.1 per pass against this Sometimes questionable Florida State defense, they could find success. If Boss can do a beef, why can't the Orange? Well, first of all, it's not an away game. Not happening. Florida State rolls, and this is almost in cupcake fashion. Florida State is too much, and they're at home. And that Seminole chop rules the night as they keep scalping opponents all the way to the ACC championship game, baby. What do you got? Tell me what your prediction is, and I'll follow it up. Syracuse. Get showed who the real Orange State is, and that's Florida State, and they win big, 38-17. to You know what? I like it. I'm with you. 38-17. Let's do it up. Well, Beef, we love a good quickie. If you're a man, who doesn't love a good quickie? Touche. But let's get into those quickies. We got Missouri at Kentucky. I think the Wildcats are too much for these Tigers of Mizzou. You know what? I think this one is actually a good game to watch. I don't know if it should be a quickie. I think we should talk about that one a little bit. That could be second place in the SEC East. Missouri at Kentucky. Missouri just came off a loss. Kentucky just came off a loss. They're ready to roll. I think Kentucky takes it takes it at home, and they come back from that pounding they took against Georgia. But next up, California at Utah, Pac-12 Network, 3 p.m. Not too many people are going to see that one. We got Arkansas at number 12, Bama. Another 12 p.m. game on ESPN. Bama rolls all over these Razorbacks. Number 21, Kansas at Oklahoma State. 3.30, Fox Sports 1. Kansas all the way. Auburn at number 23, LSU. 7 p.m. game on ESPN. We have some more Tiger on Tiger violence. Give me the Tigers from LSU in this one. Yeah, Tiger on Tiger violence. Isn't Kentucky the Wildcat basically just a Tiger too? NC State at number 19, Duke. Duke's coming back strong after that Notre Dame loss. They got this one big. Arizona at number 18, Washington State. Telling you, packed on travel. Give me these Cougars any day. You know I love me a Cougar. All right, here we go. BYU at TCU, 3.30 on ESPN. TCU's terrible this year. I got BYU in that one. Yes, sir. We got Florida at South Carolina, 330 SEC Network, Gamecocks. Get off on the short arm, can't pack a motherfucking suitcase, Gators. Beef, it's time to get your money roll out. It's time to make some bets. We going to Vegas, baby. Let's get a hold of Matt. We going to Vegas. Matt is back for our favorite segment. Matt does 
Vegas. How we doing, Matt? I'm doing well. How y'all doing? Always good. I'm not doing good, man. Vegas got me this time. Yeah, it was a rough week for you, Beave. They did me hard. Speaking of that, I got to brag a little bit. I got a half game back on Beave. I'm back in the money on Beave anyway. Yeah, we can uh, start by just diving right into the standings. Last week, pretty solid week for myself. 12-5, and 62-48-1 uh, on the year. But what you all really care about is how did AJ and Beave do? AJ, 3-3, three and three, very respectable at 500. You are now 14-8-1 on the year. Beave, that lead that you've had the last few weeks, it evaporated. You went 2-4. and four. You are 14-9. and nine. Half game behind AJ in the standings. How are you feeling right now off a rough week? Oh, man. They didn't even use the KY jelly. Just hit me raw. That insult to injury, too. You also did pick Colorado State last week in the Burns When You Pee game of the week. They lost by 20. So not only did they not cover the spread, they lost by 20. You are now 3-2 and two on a two-game losing streak in that game. Damn. Vegas has hit me from both ends. Hmm. Man, you got ass raped and ended up with an STD. Ooh, that's a bad day. Sounds like Vegas. <laughs> that it does. Let's get into this week, boys. Matt's got a good one for us out the gates. Oregon and Washington, maybe the best game of the season thus far. Yes, this one is going to be action-packed. If you like the offense, if you like a game that comes down to the end, you're going to love this game. You've got a starting spread at minus three with Washington. You have seen that creep down to two and a half. So not really a lot of movement, kind of money going both ways. Over under started at 67. It is up to 67 and a half. We're going to see fairly decent weather conditions on Saturday here, kind of mid to upper 60s, cloudy, not really any rain to speak of whatsoever. So weather's not going to be a factor in this game. You've seen these over unders and spreads stay pretty compact. To me, when you look at these spreads at minus three or minus two and a half, to be honest with you, a tight ball game in this game could be a one score football game, minus seven, minus six. So the fact that you're talking minus three, minus two and a half is not really a factor here. When you're looking to bet on a game like this, you're really looking to pick who do you think is best. And pick them. It's a pick them. It is pretty much a pick them in that regard. I have to agree with you. But honestly, if you're looking at this, just go with the team that you think is going to win. You can kind of let spreads be spreads. They're not going to be a factor in this game. Honestly, I think Washington being at home, I think their defense is slightly better than Oregon's. I think Washington's offense right now is just clicking on all cylinders. You've got two good coaches. You've got two very experienced quarterbacks. I would lean heavy towards Washington, but I want to hear what you got to say, Beef. I am going to wholeheartedly disagree. I'm going Oregon. They beat the spread. How about you, AJ? Give me them dogs. They put the W in it. They get this W for the win. They went in by three or more. Give me those points. I agree. I agree. I think this one's for the taking because it's in Seattle. Right on. We got the Trojans traveling out to Notre Dame and 10th Man Stadium. (laughs) What you got here, Matt? That is a great nickname. I love that for that stadium. You know, you're you're not seeing a lot of change. With the spread, so to speak, it started at minus two and a half. It has stayed at two and a half this entire time. That over under started at 63. You've seen it creep down to 60 and a half, which is kind of odd for a USC team that can put up points at will and has absolutely no defense whatsoever. Notre Dame, quite honestly, I I can't recall the last time I've seen a tougher stretch in the middle of a season for any team in the country. There are teams that have played six games this year that haven't even come close to playing a ranked team. This is the fourth ranked team in a row Notre Dame has played. 
I think they're just exhausted. I think they're a really good football team. I think they played a brutal schedule because of that, not because of talent, but because of the schedule. I would be leaning a little bit towards USC, especially if you're going to give me plus two and a half. But what say you, AJ? I'm taking USC in the points, baby, all day. How about you, Beef? I got the over. Faux show. All right. We got the next game here. We got Miami Hurricanes against the North Carolina Tar Heels. But before we get started, boy, does Mario Christian's ball's wife even take a knee? Because apparently he don't. I don't even think he took a knee when he proposed to her. No, he just handed the ring off. <laughs> Hand- <laughs> handed it off to his boy. Hey, can you give this to her? <laughs> I can't get down like that. I, we don't have the full story around it, but there's a good chance whoever he handed the ring off to, they probably fumbled it. And no, there's no such thing as too soon here because what happened in that game is just absolutely unacceptable. I say all that and say that they're going in, they're going into Chapel Hill to take on North Carolina. North Carolina has been a pretty solid team overall this year. That line started at minus four. It's dropped down to three and a half. Over under stayed pretty consistent right around 57. It's now a 57 and a half, but not seeing a lot of movement there. This is going to be that real test of will game. Does Miami realize, hey, our coach lost us a football game? No two ways about it. Are we talented enough? Are we going to go in? Are we going to prove to the world that last week was a fluke? I'm not really sure about that. What I would say with a game like this is I would probably lean pretty heavy towards the over. Again, I don't really know how this game is going to play out. Is Miami going to fold flat? Are they going to prove something special? I lean over. How about you, Beef? Where are you going? Man, they're going to beat the points. I got Miami. You want my? You want Miami, all right? And how about you, AJ? Ah, mm-hmm. okay. Right. Matt, we had a conversation a, a while back, a few weeks back, and I told you Mario Cristobal is the kind of guy that can get a girl wet but can't get her <laughs> off. And boy, did that show out last week. But I'm taking the Canes. All right. Give me the Canes. All right. I'll take the over. Well, he's got all the pressure off him. He's lost. He's got that ACC loss, so he he's not going to win anything anymore. So now he could actually play good. That's right. He ain't got to finish. No doubt about that. Let's get into the next one. We got Bruins and the Bavis. Yeah, you got UCLA coming off a big win last week. They're traveling to Corvallis, take on Oregon State. Line started at minus four and a half. Oregon State, it has dropped to minus three and a half, so not a ton of change. Over under has stayed pretty flat at 53 and a half. So this is really kind of a game looking at it. It's a very odd look at, for UCLA this year, especially a Chip Kelly team. We're all used to high power offense, no defense. You can flip that on side. UCLA has the eighth best defense as far as points per game allowed this year. So they are being carried by their defense. Very odd look for a Chip Kelly team. But that being said, I think Oregon has played very consistent this year. I really like them. I, if it's minus three and a half, minus four, I would probably lay the points, take Oregon State. But let's start with you, AJ. What are you thinking? Well, Pac-12 has taught me, always take the home team. I like the under. I like the Beavers. Well, which one are you taking, under or the Beavers? I'm taking the uh, under. How about you, Beef? I'll, I'll take the Beavers to lay the points. All right. All right. All right. You know, for us Wisconsin boys... The Badgers playing host to Iowa and this one, Matt. Yeah, this one, you know, to be honest with you, it is all over the map. We saw an, a starting over-under in this game at 40 and a half, which is pretty terrible as is. As of today, that over-under is at 34 and a half. It has dropped six points 
We've also seen a spread. It started Wisconsin minus four and a half. We've seen it jump up to 10. Just a little behind the curtain, we were looking around at this saying, what's driving these numbers? Is there an injury? Is there a weather? Is there something going on? There is nothing going on. This is the public basically saying, Vegas, you set this over under ridiculously high. These two teams are terrible on offense. We're going to be betting the under hard. And they also said, you set Wisconsin at minus four and a half. That is a terrible number. Iowa does not even have an offense. They just play straight defense. And that's why you see it at minus 10. But that being said, I would probably lay the points. Give me Wisconsin here. But I'll start with you, Beav. Where are you leaning? Oh, man, this is a tough one. I am going to go over. I'm going to take the over. Oh, wow. That is a gutsy move, man. You're going against the money. You're going against the public. That's a little tricky. But how about you, AJ? You know, I think there was some confusion on why Vegas had it so high. I think Brian's mom got him a baddie, but then she saw him and realized it wasn't worth the effort. And so they had to lower the points back down. So I'm going to take my Badgers laying the points, unlike Brian, who can't get laid. I, I agree. I think Wisconsin rolls comfortably here. Let's get in this one. We got two lane. Wait, wait, wait. At back Memphis. that up. You're going to take Wisconsin comfortably, but they're not going to score any points? 14 to 3 still covers the spread. 14 to 3 still covers the spread. So. I got it. But, but th- that's comfortable? That's, that's Wisconsin comfortable. I guess against Iowa it is. Against Iowa, that's comfortable. Yeah, are you worried about are you worried about Iowa putting up fourteen or more points on you? Because I would be. No. And you want to talk about Wisconsin comfortable? Wisconsin comfortable is a fish fry on a Friday night, old fashions, and a nice stout to get you warmed up. Now that's Wisconsin comfortable. That's comfortable. You got to get that's comfortable anywhere, man. That's just beautiful. But let's talk about Tulane. Let's talk about Memphis. Yeah, again, as we kind of talked about last week, we're going to start roping in these group of five teams. I know there's not a ranking next to these two. I'm going to dismiss all that. There's some really good group of five games and really good group of five football teams. And you're looking at one of those matchups here. You know, Tulane 4-1, and one, Memphis 4-1. and one. Tulane's only loss this year was at Ole Miss, and they had some hiccups in the fourth quarter. Memphis only lost this year was to Missouri. So both these teams only lost this year to an SEC team on the road. Starting spread was Tulane minus three and a half. That's jumped up to minus four and a half. Over under was at 57 and a half. That has dropped down to 54 and a half. People want to recall in the past, Memphis used to be a really high powered offense. Not the same type of Memphis that you're looking at. Their points per game offense defense for both teams kind of average across the country. You know, so this one is just there's not a strong feel one way or the other. With that being said, if you're going to give me minus four and a half for a home or a plus four and a half for a home team, I'd probably be leaning a little bit Memphis. But I'm going to start with you, Babe. Where are you at? I'm with you, Memphis. I'm going to take the opposite from you, boys, and I'm going to take the green wave covers. I like it. We got Beeves team, Wyoming, and we got Air Force. This is a surprise game with only one loss between the two of them, Matt. Woo! Yes, Air it Force is. Force is getting those ten and a half points. Damn. Yeah, you you cut right to the chase, and I'm going to be very honest with you. Again, this line seems way off. And if you're looking at records, Wyoming five and one, Air Force five and zero. Oh, there's a these are a tale of two teams. If you look at Wyoming's schedule, they have played Texas Tech, they have played Appalachian State, they have played Texas. They have played Fresno State. They have played a grueling schedule for a group of five team like that, and they're five and one. Air Force, if you look at their five games, nobody 
whatsoever. An atrocious schedule. This line makes absolutely no sense to me. You've got an over-under. It started at 44.5. It's dropped down to 42.5. So what Vegas is telling me is this is a tight game, and the team that's minus 10.5 favorites has played nobody this year. This is uh, give me the plus 10.5. Give me them Cowboys all the way. But I'll start with you, AJ. Where are you leaning? If you've been listening to the show, you might have got some hints here and there that I'm an Air Force guy and I spent some time in the force. But you know what? This is some BS, man. There's no way. Give me Wyoming with those points. I agree. Yeah. I guess we're all in agreement here. So if we lose this one, it's a loss for all of us. Well, give me the Cowboys, baby. We do love our service academies. No doubt about that. But this this is just straight betting. Nothing more. Well, it's that time. Rapid fire time. Pew, 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 pew. Rapid fire. All right, Matt, you ready for the rapid fire? Ohio State at Purdue. Yes, sir. You see uh, Ohio State minus 21 and a half. That's dropped to 19 and a half. You see the over under 51 and a half dropped to 49 and a half. I've said it for two weeks now. I'm going to keep saying it. Keep pounding the under on Ohio State games. Give me that under. Indiana, Michigan. Yeah, this one. Michigan, minus 34. It's dropped down to minus 33 and a half. You see the over under at 49 and a half. It's dropped down to 45 and a half. Michigan is clicking on all cylinders right now. I know PJ Flex, the biggest fan of Michigan in the world. I, I would be taking Michigan and lay the points all day. I think he might lay Michigan if he can have his way with it. But anyways, Michigan State at Rutgers. Yeah, you got you got Rutgers minus four and a half at home here against the Spartans. Again, I'm going to be going against Michigan State every game this year. I think that program's in disarray. I actually like some of the things Rutgers done. Give me Rutgers, lay the points. All right. And the big bad boys from UMass come in to take on Penn State in a not-so-happy valley. Yeah, this this one's very odd. The line started at minus 43. It's now down to minus 41.5. Over-under at 58. It's dropped to 54.5. A lot of people have dissolutions at UMass. They've had a terrible program the last five years, basically winning one or two games a year. I know they're on pace for it. Offense is a little bit better this year than what you've realized. I think they could put up 14 points or so. I think Penn State takes their foot off the gas. Penn State wins comfortably, but I would take UMass in the points. Illinois at Maryland. Yeah, you know, last week I'm hyping up Illinois. They're going to go in. They're going to beat Nebraska, call it a day. They laid an egg there. That was terrible. Maryland is a very just solid football team. I know the national coverage won't give them any credit for it. Spread started at minus 14 and a half. That has dropped to 13 and a half. I don't see where the betting public is saying Illinois can stay in this game. If you can get this line at 13 and a half, I would jump all over it. Give me the Terrapins. And coming in next, we have Stanford versus the Prime in Colorado. This one started at minus 10 and a half. Colorado's jumped up to 11 and a half over under state right around 60. Listen, I think Colorado is a good team. They're not a great team. They're not going to beat the elites in the Pac-12, but they're a very good football team. Stanford is the worst team in the Pac-12. I'm going to say it every week. They lost to Sacramento State. You're giving me under under two touchdowns. I would lay the points, take those Buffaloes. Well, we got California traveling out to Utah. Yeah, you know, Utah, very tough place to play. Completely different team in Utah than they are anywhere else. Over under has stayed flat at 40, 45 and a half. You've seen that spread hovering right around 14 or so. But this Cal team, I know Utah's got a very good defense. This Cal team can put up points. They have a much better offense than a lot of people realize. Even at Utah, I don't think their offense is clicking. If you're giving me plus 14 with those Golden Bears, I would take it. Arizona, Washington State on the police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really disappointing game last week for the Cougars. You thought they kind of had that that mojo, that chip on their shoulder. Um, you know, really laid an egg against UCLA last week. 
You're seeing minus nine, minus eight and a half, kind of most books. It stayed pretty flat. Over-under has been staying right around 60. In case a lot of people haven't realized it because they've been playing, you know, at one in the morning on the East Coast, the Arizona Wildcats have been hyper-competitive. They only lost by seven to Washington. That's a bit deceptive. It was really 14, late touchdown at the end. And then they went to, you know, took USC to the brink. With all that being said, I would probably lean a little bit on the over side here just because that nine's that nine-point spread, I don't really know where this game could go, so give me the over. Right on. Well, Beave has had a problem. He's been having a burning sensation when he peed for two weeks straight now, but it's time for Burns When You Pee Game of the Week. Yeah. About time to go see the doctor. Yeah, you are 0-2 in your last two, my friend. I think you keep taking these pay- favorites. You keep laying the points, and uh, it is not playing out favorably for you. But I, I got one here. I think you might be able to square up. We'll see how this goes. We have the San Diego State Aztecs traveling to Honolulu to take on them Hawaii Warriors. So we have San Diego State minus five and a half. We have the over under at 53 and a half. Just because you don't really follow these teams and don't have a lot of context, I want to give you some of the, the records and the wins. You know, San Diego State 2-4 and four on the year. They did beat those Ohio Bobcats week one, which I thought was a pretty nice win. Uh, week two, they beat the Idaho State Bengals. And I did not stutter there. That is who they are. They have lost four straight, looking a little sluggish. Hawaii has beat Albany. And again, I did not stutter. They beat Albany and they beat New Mexico State, which has made more than one appearance in the Burns When You Pee Game of the Week segment. So that should tell you where they rank. Pretty awful since then. In fact, Stanford's only win this year is against Hawaii. So we can circle back on that one. But with a minus five and a half, Aztecs traveling on the road over under 53 and a half. Beef, where are you going? Um, I'm going to go with the under. And go under. All right. I got you down. Well, boys, that is Matt Does Vegas. Look, he's making y'all some money. Me and Beaver making y'all some money. If y'all ain't tuning in, catching these bets, and taking that to the bank, you're doing Matt a disservice. But anyways, Beef and Matt, that pretty much is our show. Beef, get us out of here. Hey, thanks for coming, Matt. We always appreciate you, buddy. Thank you all for having me. Thank you all, Big Ten backers. God bless and have a good weekend. Big Ten Backers Podcast. Follow our sponsors at NIL Fanboat on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and the thread. Also visit the website, NILFanboat.com. Oh, no Midwest goodbye today. 